Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This could, it could all go horribly wrong at any minute. Hello and welcome to Lewis Black's Rantcast, number 129. Thanks for joining me today. And this one is entitled Thoughts and Prayers, 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 Thoughts and Prayers. Yes, sirree. Um, and I think if I repeat it enough, maybe we'll, uh, it'll mean something because it doesn't mean anything anymore. A lot of my act, I repeat something in order for the meaning to get through, but this is, the meaning's gone. Thoughts don't help. Prayers don't help. Um, we need to start dealing with the reality that's in front of us. Okay. I've repeated the experiment didn't work. Okay. You said everybody's got access to weaponry and, It'll all work out because everybody will be, they're not protected, okay? Everybody will be protected. They're not, all right? I finished the sentence there for myself because sometimes I'm thinking too fast and sometimes I'm not thinking at all because this is basically breaking my brain, thoughts and prayers. Call it coughs and bears. Why not just say coughs and bears? And we send you our coughs and our bears. Uh, what, what, what? Say anything. That would be better. You know, that's got as much meaning for the people whose children have been, have been slaughtered in schools, for the people whose uh, 
friends and family were slaughtered in a mall for crying out loud. Is anybody home? You just, they're going shopping. We have a right to go shopping. We have more of a right to go shopping in this capitalist society than we do to have a, 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 a loaded gun that we carry around just in case that kind of shit happens. We got to, and, and I'm not against people having, you know, uh, weapons, okay? But we got to start going, no, you can't have this. No, you can't have that. Nobody's taking away your weapons either, okay? You got your weapons now, nobody's coming to get them. All right, you got your AR-47, nobody's coming to get it. You're going to, oh, but what about the criminals who got guns? Well, you know what they do with the guns? They commit crime. And I'd like, maybe there should be some numbers about that, about the folks who, who basically take guns and commit crimes. And, uh, and how many during those crimes are, are, are people shot? And compare that to the nonsense, you know, well, it's the... Mentally ill, that's really the problem, you know, and, and the, uh, we, the Constitution, we have no amendment about it. And until we do, stop it. Just stop it. Guns don't kill people. Mentally ill people with guns kill people. And if we all had enough guns, then we could kill all the mentally ill people. <laughs> yes, it's that simple, folks. Unbelievable that we can't get together, sit down. Our leadership is so fucking appalling when it comes to leading and the people all we're doing is begging people are begging okay you're slaughtering your children and trying to figure out you know how to protect a school from a shooter rather than going back to the source and the source is the gun and keeping the guns out of the hands of these people require background checks nothing is taken away from them in terms of that, okay? Just because it's not in the Constitution. what We are incapable, okay, of, of doing what we need to do when we are handed a gun, all right? We are not responsible enough as a people when it comes to guns. We're just not responsible. We're not responsible human beings. If we were more responsible, this all might have worked out. It hasn't, okay? We got to find another way, and this is not the way. And how do I know that? 199, apparently, and I haven't seen the news, could be more now. 199 mass killings. And uh, we refuse to pay. We just don't, we don't do anything that needs to be done. Maybe um, thinking would be good. That would be good. Thinking and having thoughts about it, that would be good. Maybe the idea should be that we hand it over to artificial intelligence. I'm not sure I trust artificial intelligence, but they seem to be writing some nifty paragraphs in the style of uh, Herman Melville or anyone you pick, Hemingway, whatever. So maybe what we should do is say, hey, uh, let's talk to the chat box or whatever the fuck they call it and see what it has to say and let that be the final arbiter because it's certainly got to be a lot smarter than us even though it's artificial intelligence created by people who aren't that intelligent because we're not that intelligent. They're intelligent enough to create the artificial intelligence. But that's as far as that goes. So since that's as far as the intelligence goes, because otherwise it's obvious uh, our intelligence as a group of people is terrifically limited. Um, and so we have got to find 
an artificial intelligence, it's like, to me, it's like an artificial sweetener. It doesn't really taste like sugar, um, but it's an idea of sugar, and this is an idea of intelligence. But it can't be any worse. Background checks. No one's taking your guns. Just tell people to shut up when it comes to that. And uh, and most of us, you know, we're the majority, and the majority feels like something's got to happen. And it won't. And there will be thoughts and prayers and thoughts and prayers and thoughts and prayers and thoughts and prayers and thoughts and prayers. And uh, lions and tigers and bears, oh my. Unbelievable. But uh, nothing to worry about because we've got a new king. Yes, sir, Bob. Well, we don't, but you wouldn't know that living here because every channel on Saturday, every channel, news channel, that is, or the, the channels that basically do uh, the, uh, you know, the spin on the news, the MSNBC, the five, everyone who had a camera was there. Everyone. Couldn't get enough cameras. All of a sudden, every person in news was there. Can't get them to cover other shit, important shit, but by God, we're going to talk about this. 5,000 people interpreting what's happening there, and then they're interviewing the people who are interpreting it for it. What the fuck? At five in the morning, people are waking up. I'd love to know what the numbers were and that everybody has to do it. Why couldn't uh, there be one channel that shows it and then the rest of the channels might have spent that time more usefully usefully, um, taking all of those uh, news people and using them toward trying to figure out how to get rid of fucking the fucking problem that we have with guns? Huh? And why we can't. And an analysis of our healthcare system, an analysis of our school system, an analysis of our, you know, of the mental health system. Really, that's what we could use that instead of in King Charles the Third, lovely down the street, and the lovely, uh, you know, the lovely what's her name, Camilla, Bowes. Now the Queen. Oh Lord, aren't we excited about this? No. But apparently, every news channel was. Couldn't wait to pop it out, you know, because there is a yearning in this country somewhere, deep, deep somewhere, almost genetic, that, boy, I wish we had a king. And I understand it because of the continuity, all right? The, the queen dies, then it, they bring in a king, and then whoever is next and next, and it goes back through history, and it creates a thread. It's a 1,000 years old, so you can't, you know, it's like heroin, <laughs> For many people, they just can't give it up, right? They just can't give it up. And do how do I compare it to heroin? I don't know, except for the fact that they can't give it up. I'd like to have gone further with that. I won't. I will just move on to the fact that the, uh, you know, in the meantime, we go back a thousand years of that. And we go back about 250, 300 years to sedition finally reaches the news again, because that was big early on in this country, you know, there the acts of sedition and then probably the Civil War acts of sedition. And now, due to the Proud Boys, a number of them nailed for seditious acts. And they nailed them. They'll probably take the, there'll be no doubt, uh, be money put towards their case and they will appeal it and that'll be really great for everybody, won't it? So we get to hear that word sedition. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Difficult to prove, they proved it. And um, fucker Tarleton, who basically edited 
tape to show that the uh, what that these were just uh, folks on January sixth were just visiting um, Congress. They were just normal. It was a normal tourist day. Unbelievable, he could do that and call himself a newsman on any level. All right, God, who? I mean, you know, you say, boy, who does he? You know, propaganda. That's what it is. He, a, a tremendous propagandist for realities that don't exist. And uh, Tucker Tarleton, <laughs> fucker Tarleton, um, who basically uh, he called the, uh, the 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 woman who one of the big cheeses at Fox called her a cunt, called her a cunt. Unbelievable. In uh, an email or something. Uh, and uh, wow, for you know, he's as a matter of fact, he is the uh, he may be this year's uh, cunt of the year, uh, not the comedy cunt, not a not with a K. And do I like using the word now? I feel a little distasteful about it because coming out of his mouth, it's disgusting, but he doesn't realize that he's the cunt, and that's where that word comes in. It's when the person is the cunt. All right, when the person is so much of a prick that the word prick, um, shithead, all of the words that can be used don't apply, where they've gone, kind of gone off the charts, be it male or female, doesn't matter. That's when you say cunt. He's a cunt. Um, and, uh, and, he, and he sullied the word, okay? And, he, and I know that he used the word, that word, because she's a woman. It's not the case. It's not the way the word should be used. The word has a, a deeper meaning when you use it for somebody who is uh, who's just bordering on evil, just bordering on it. And they caught Clarence Thomas in yet another uh, a bit of uh, financial shenanigans. I mean, how do you, how does the Supreme Court not have some sort of a, you know? A, you know, ethical system that they have to be uh, beholden to, that uh, they don't have to kind of uh, really be, uh, they, they, the, the stuff that they're involved in, if money comes to them from an outside source, uh, that if they don't admit to it or reject it, um, that, that somehow they don't get punished for that. Clarence Thomas certainly talked about it a few weeks ago, it was in the news. Now it's worse. And uh, it really is worse. In January of 2012, Leonard Leo told Kellyanne Conway, remember her, who at that time was a Republican pollster, uh, told her to bill the Judicial Education Project, a nonprofit organization with which he was associated, that's uh, Leonard Leo was, and then pass the money that they, that they build the, the education project to, pass that money on to Ginny Thomas, the wife of Clarence. And he t told Conway to give Thomas another $25,000 and emphasized that she should include no mention of Ginny, of course, in the paperwork. She did so. And later that year, the Judicial Education Project filed a brief before the court in the landmark Shelby County versus Holder case, in which the court, by a vote of five, oddly enough, who to four, hmm? who's that swing vote? Oh, Clarence Thomas. 
And what did that decision do? It gutted the 1965 Voting Rights Act, which what did that do? It led to what we've got now, which is we have to go through a whole bunch of other shit coming from the states because, oh, everything's fine. We can trust these states. Everybody's over it now. Nope. Went right back, right back to the beginning of it. Right back to the fucking 10 minutes before this, the 1965 Voting Rights Act. Let's go back to that. And uh, $25,000, I would consider that to be a little, it's a little too close. And uh, also, and I'm not sure, uh, but it's, it's, it should be noted that I'm, what I'm saying, and I didn't point it out, is that Thomas voted on the side of the Judicial Education Project. And uh, there's a, it's unbelievable. He also, it seems, was one of the, it was the, one of the deciding votes, was the deciding vote um, in, the, uh, in the 2010 mm-hmm, Citizens United, such a good ruling versus Federal Election Commission decision. Uh, which opened the floodgates of the the shit money that's pouring into our political campaigns, and those those decisions is, uh, and I'm getting this from Heather Cox Richardson, well worth reading. Heather Cox Richardson, um, she comes out with a beautiful uh, essay every day, except Sunday, and then she sends a beautiful picture. Um, those decisions dramatically undermined our democracy. Now seems imperative to grapple with the fact that it appears a key vote on the court that decided those cases was compromised. But what does it take? You know, what does it fucking take before we pay attention to the uh, to what's happening? Well, he really didn't take the money for that. They just wanted to make sure that Ginny vote stop it. All right, the judicial education project. And then he votes for the judiciary. It's, it's tough to separate that, okay? And he shouldn't be taking money from anybody, all right? Unless it's a cousin who doesn't have an agenda. So it goes. So it fucking goes. Wow. Well, uh, one other very exciting thing this week that I neglected to bring up was that I... Uh, I was in um, uh, the, the reason you didn't hear the rant cast last week. I took the week off because I was at, I was at a golf tournament uh, in, at, for the I Love You Project. The golf tournament was named, it was the Lewis Black Invitational. And uh, it, we were there to raise money for the project, and it's an extraordinary group. Unlike the Judicial Education Project, um, the this is a group that is really trying to come to it, it is really trying to deal with the mental health problem in this country and trying to find ways out especially the mental health in the workplace and uh, a terrific um, leader of, of the group really the man who started it richard mattingly has done rich has done this all on his own uh, a ton of it with the help of his daughter and others but not a it's not a big group and now hopefully they've got uh, a start and wherewithal uh, in the backing of folks to be able to really begin to make even bigger inroads. They've made huge ones now. Uh, the I Love You Project, if you go to my website, hopefully there will be a link to them and you can take a look at the work they've done. And I think you'll find it amazing. Uh, and it seems to be our 
are really one of our major problems now. It's been for years, but now we're actually paying attention again. Um, so uh, thank you for giving me that moment to discuss it. And I'll finish up with this. Uh, speaking of uh, <laughs> mental health, the, here's a group. The Texas Senate has approved a bill requiring conspicuous display of the Ten Commandments in public school classrooms. Civil libertarians say the bill is unconstitutional because it privileges Christianity and Judaism. Uh, I think it's unconstitutional because we have a separation of church and state. And what you don't do, uh, and I knew this when I was fucking in elementary school because of my mother, what you don't do is post the Ten Commandments. And not because of Jewish or Christian. It's called the separation of church and state. If you're going to give Texas such a big fucking shit uh, as that state does about uh, uh, guns and the Second Amendment, then give it to uh, the separation of church and state and the amendment there. Okay? If you're if it's, if these amendments are so fucking important to you. Um, but the lieutenant governor said the display would ensure that all Texans have the right to freely express their sincerely held religious beliefs, which they do um, if they want to, you know, get together and have a march for their rights, for the, to talk about it, show the Ten Commandments on their lawn. They can put up a sign if they want to, right? Or go to church and talk about it. Um, and they, he also felt it would enable our students to become better Texans. I don't think so. I don't think those kids are going to pay attention to it, to be honest with you. They're going to say, you already bothered me enough with this shit at home. I'm not going to pay attention. You're just asking for it. You were just asking for it. Enough is fuck enough. All right? You want you want the Constitution the way the Constitution should be? Well, that's part of it, too. You think guns are so important? You know what else is important? Keeping religion out of schools. All right? So, And that's why we fucking came here. Okay, that's why the boats rolled out of England and people were not afraid of getting scurvy. Not at all. <laughs> or, or wherever they went to the bathroom on a boat, which I can't even imagine. And so that's it from here. Uh, I hope you enjoy as much as I've enjoyed uh, reading them. There was the, this week's rants, which come to us from Worcester, Mass., where I'll be this week. That's right. I'll be at the Hanover Center there. Uh, I'll be in Plymouth. I'll be in Worcester on uh, Saturday. Uh, no, on Friday. I will be in Worcester, Mass. on Friday. Uh, Thursday, I'll be in Laconia, New Hampshire. Saturday, almost sold out, though. I will be in uh, Plymouth, Massachusetts. Hope you can join me there. And if not, for those of you out in uh, Wausau, Wisconsin, I'm there the week after next. Uh, I'm there in Wausau. I'm in... Um, uh, Green Bay, God love it. It'll be a sad town. Aaron's leaving. Maybe they're probably celebrating. And finally, Glen Ellen in Chicago. So uh, I hope I can see you there. And on to at the end of uh, the beginning of June, we're going to be in uh, Europe. I've got shows in London and in um, Amsterdam, Belgium, and Berlin. You can go to the website and check all those out, please, if you get a moment. And, uh, and please, if you get a chance, watch um, Tragically, I Need You. I'm, I'm very pleased with that um, special. 
which you can find on my YouTube channel. And if you like it, say, push the like button and subscribe to it so I can get it out there. It's free. Free to be you, free to be me. <laughs> okay, let's take care of each other. All right? There's enough fucking enough. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Thanks for joining me. Okay, we're here in uh, the Hanover Theater in Worcester, Massachusetts. Worcester, Worcester is the ancestral home of uh, two of my close friends, Michael Ritchie, who runs uh, uh, a major theater company, uh, the, the, the biggest theater company out in Los Angeles, and uh, Richard Dresser, who's one of America's fine writers. There was actually, to give a sense of how um, sad at times a city like Worcester can be is, is that there was actually a Richard Dresser day. <laughs> and I'm sure not one of you fuckers knows who he is. <laughs> and you really should look him up because he's just a really great writer. He's gifted. And uh, I'm so amazed that he got a day, that fucker. Um, <laughs> I came to Worcester, years ago, I, I first performed here at a Chinese restaurant, uh, the Aku Aku, and uh, it was, uh, and I was, I, I actually, it was really uh, unbelievable because at times they would bring in a, uh, a uh, an X-rated uh, uh, hypnotist, and uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you like that. So he, uh, it was great for me because they would bump me 
so I wouldn't, I'd really not have to work the light show. They'd still pay me because this fucking, the X-rated hypnotist got that kind of reaction. <laughs> so, but I was there one night and he was having them do stuff and they were, they were all like plots. I mean, they were fucking, there was a group of, uh, of uh, women sitting around a table drinking out of the Yaku Aku was known for these giant fishbowl fucking things, gallons and gallons of liquor you drank through a straw. And they, to, and they, so he brought him up on stage, you're feeling sleepy. The, the, the woman threw up. <laughs> that was great. It was just great, the panic that went through the audience. The, some of them then started to get sick, the others, oh God. One of the great nights in my comedy life. Uh, so this is, uh, uh, this is uh, last night, uh, came, this came in last night, so that, that after the show this woman wrote in, Shana wrote in, I work at a tech company at your show. Last night's show, I sent a drunk couple home in an Uber who just seen the show and they couldn't sign into the app, the Uber app, and get home. And so I got them one and I paid for it. They still said, well, that doesn't help get the app open. This, in capital letters, she goes, is your audience. <laughs> That's right. They all come. Every one of them shows up. Suri Bob and Suri. Some of my audience drinks, oddly enough, as do I. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay um, McNeely. So give a shout out to the guy at the Hanover sitting in front of us that brought a fucking cheese stick <laughs> and his vape. <laughs> Mandy, believe. <laughs> oh, this is, wait, wait a sec. No, wait, whoops. Um, um, yeah, uh, uh, this, is, uh, this is Mandy Believer. Hey, Lewis, this year my husband moved me to Worcester from Kansas City. I hate the Patriots. The weather is horrible. People drive like asshole. And the best seats I could get for your show are far back. Okay, well, all right. I'm sorry about that, Mandy. But I did read your thing, so, you know. And, um, No, and I will tell you that, Mandy, they can't hear you. This goes throughout the world, and there are people in Rhodesia going, I don't know what the fuck she's saying. So uh, just so you know that there's someone uh, who probably in the, who left Worcester and moved to Kansas City and wrote the exact same fucking thing. <laughs> I hate the Chiefs. The weather sucks, these people are assholes, fuck you, and I had to sit at the back. <laughs> Meanwhile, though, Andy, I also got a thing saying, um, from, uh, come on, you fucking piece of shit, from Maria M. Love Worcester. I even have a t-shirt that says you can't buy happiness, but you can go to Worcester, and, have, and that's the same thing. <laughs> and it's true. That is the happiest fuck I've written. That, you are one happy fuck, Maria. <laughs> I mean, I realized that Worcester, from the time I came here, I guess about starting about 30 years ago till now, that is, when I first came here, whoo, huh, what a shithole, but it is. <laughs> no, it was, it was a nice shithole. My friends who were born and raised here loved it. I get it, I fucking get it, but if you're wandering into town, you go, holy fuck. 
I'm going to stay at the Holiday Inn and walk over to the Aku Aku and then come back and watch people vomit. What a treat. <laughs> oh, they're going to build a hospital over train tracks. This town is fucking brilliant. But it has exploded here. I mean, God, this place, this place has gone off the charts. There's like 5,000 more buildings than I ever imagined. It's like, holy fuck, holy fuck, holy fuck. I don't know what's going on here, but I think you guys stole some money. <laughs> this is Gail Brown in Worcester, Mass. Is if dealing with nor'easters isn't bad enough, if you're a city snowplow driver, you have to keep your doors locked for fear of death or hookers looking for side jobs. <laughs> wow, that's, that's kind of a hellish gig to be out in a blizzard looking to give somebody a blowjob. Especially awkward when you're a new plow driver and the girl opens your door, dumbfounded to find you're a girl too. <laughs> These actually came in back to back and I'm gonna read the first one and then I'll read the second one. The second one is actually the answer to the first one. Because when I read the first one, I thought about it for a second, then I read the second one, it went perfect. This is Alan Wong, anything you hate more than candy corn? Amber Veo or Vio said, white supremacists. <laughs> Lou Ramos is, a, is here tonight, he's a local comic, busting his ass with many others trying to get the city of Worcester to take note. They don't tell these fucks to support their local scene. Okay, you fucks. No, seriously, if you've got comics working out there, go see them. It's well worth your time and your energy. Seriously. And, and good luck with it, Lou. Uh, I, I wish you the best with it. It's, um, but it's really, if you got it, it's, it's, it's a cheap way to go have fun. And if we're, you know, and then there is a certain kind of a joy. You, you don't need to heckle bad comics. There, one of the great joys that I've had as a comic is, uh, is even when I was a bad comic, was people watching how bad I was and me watching how bad other people were. God damn it, that's fun. <laughs> There's no need to heckle them. You just go, holy fuck, son of a bitch. I didn't know you could sweat over sweat. <laughs> this is from Jason Ballard, and this is um, really, I thought, very honest for you to give your name. I hope it's really not your name. I cut my balls while manscaping. And my, my wife was out of pads. Well, you should have looked in the medicine chest there, Jason. And there, that's why I don't um, manscape, okay? I don't think there's a reason to take a razor blade near that. <laughs> no, 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 no. There could be a call, there could be anything. You know, something happened, you know, all you have to do is hear thunder. Wahoo! And then, uh, and then Bob Vila, which I don't think is his name, I want to express my frustration in the fact that people these days have to suck a bunch of dick to get promoted. Bob, uh, it's not just these days, it's, uh, it's been that way for quite some time, Bob. 
there was, there was always important that you sucked a lot of dick to get to the next, but you know, there's a ladder. It's the ladder and oh, six cocks, you get to go up to the next. It's the way it works, Bob. It wasn't like before they were going, oh boy, boy, oh boy, look at that resume. Nope, uh, no, no, no. Oh, that's a nice resume, now lick my cock. Um, This is, uh, thank you. <laughs> I'm going to end with this one because it's uh, really a great one to end with and, uh, <clears throat> and because we have a, what they call a hard out. So uh, I, I do want to thank you all. You've been a terrific crowd tonight and I really appreciate it. <laughs> and, um, and I, uh, it's, it's always a pleasure. Next week, uh, we're going to be in, I don't even remember. So I don't even know why I brought it up. Uh, oh, yeah, no, we're going to be in uh, Montclair, New Jersey, and we're going to be in Concord, New Hampshire, if you're looking for some more ice, and uh, in Shippensburg, Pennsylvania, where I've never been. And uh, it's a very exciting week for us, and so I just want the folks out there to know, start sending your rants in now, please, and we'll get them off. And I really try to do them from the places that I'm at, most of the stuff, everything that I've read so far. This one came in earlier, but I just, I've been holding it off for a while because I wanted to, you know, it's, it's, you, you got, it's right up your alley. This is from Sterling Hurst. For most of my working life, I've been in the service industry because I had the genius insight to decide in college to major in computer graphics technology with a minor in philosophy, forgetting that I've got vision problems since birth because I'm an Agent Orange baby since my dad served in Vietnam, and they've progressively gotten worse as I've gotten older. Fuck me, right? Thanks for the memories, Photoshop. As for the philosophy degree, well, we all know that's only good for pushing carts at Walmart or convincing other naive college students that it's a viable major with a plethora of opportunities waiting for them. <laughs> but what drives me constantly insane and fills me with a vengeful, acidic rage? Customers. So much so that I've developed a split personality. The new guy in my head is not a nice man, but thankfully he's figured out how to control my mouth and vocalize his opinions to the customers after their questions. You know, the timeless classic questions that only dipshits ask. Oh, how would you describe the flavor profile on this wine? It's wine! It tastes like wine, motherfucker! What do you want me to do? Open the bottle and ask it for you? Do you think I had to taste every single product in the store to get this fucking job? <laughs> I've had to move all the sharp objects from the register area, <laughs> as well as the maintenance man's toolbox from under the counter because I'm worried that this new guy in my head may grab the nearest ballpoint pen and jab it into my temple the next time a customer comes into my store and asks, excuse me, do you sell eggs or milk? This is a liquor store! <laughs> that's not a fact exactly. We, we, that's not a fact we exactly hide seeing is how the bright fucking letters on the front read liquor and tobacco, not liquor and tobacco plus random shit. <laughs> Even if they don't have a question, we still get the same stupid shit responses. Is that all I can get for you today? Huh? I'll take a million dollars if you got it. 
Listen here, asshole. This is a transaction for goods and services, not open mic night at your local coffee house. And look at me. Do you really think if I had a million dollars to give away, I'd even fucking be here? No, I'd be off doing millionaire shit. Get the fuck out of my store. And I swear to fuck, if one more person gives me the fucking line, oh, should be good, I just printed it off before I came here. When I go to check a 50 or $100 bill on my bill scanner, I may jump the counter and strangle them, then string them up on the side of my store as a warning to other mouth breathers like they did in the days of old. I do have customers I like, and they are all other service industry workers. We rarely speak. We only look at one another and give a single acknowledging nod. No word to be spoken because by the time they make it to my store, they're at the end of another soul pulverizing day. And frankly, they have no words left. They've been taken by all the Karens and Tylers, Devons and Caitlins with a Y. They say video games are causing mass shootings. Oh, I say they are preventing many more because there isn't a clerk, cashier, server, or line, line cook alive who hasn't gone home and taken their day out on the innocent video game citizens of Grand Theft Auto V. Thank you very much, Sterling. Thank you one and all. It's been a pleasure spending time with you. I hope you have a very, very good Christmas. Take care of each other. Thanks to all of you for listening to my rant if you have a rant you want to get off your chest, send it in to me at lewisblack.com forward slash live. You can think of it as therapy or whatever you want to think of it as. Just let it rip. And I want to thank the true stars of our show, the ranters and the splendid rants they gave us. Lewis Black's Rantcast was created and hosted by me. Aha, Lewis Black. Our live rant audio was produced by James Salter theme song by Chris Lane. Executive producer, Ben Brew. Executive producers, Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcast. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. 
bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.